Today on episode number 715 of the School of Podcasting, what is bad audio? Well, I made some just for you so we can be all crystal clear on exactly what that sounds like. We talk about some tools that you can use to clean it up that, well, kind of work and kind of don't, as well as, well, can you fix it with EQ? Well, maybe a little. It's all here today, plus a podcast rewind. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005. I'm your award-winning Hall of Fame podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. This is where I help you launch your podcast and grow your influence. My website is schoolofpodcasting.com. Use the coupon code LISTENER, that's L-I-S-T-E-N-E. ER when you sign up for either a monthly or yearly subscription. Don't forget there is a 30-day money-back guarantee. And today we are going to be talking about bad audio. It's one of those things that you think you know what it is, but we all have a different opinion. It is. It's very subjective. Chris Curran runs the Podcast Engineering School. He's going to have a much smaller tolerance for bad audio than somebody who is used to using their built-in camera. And so it's kind of fitting that this episode is brought to you by Focusrite. They are giving away a complete podcast studio makeover. We're looking at $2,300 worth of equipment and services. What do you get? You get the Focus Scarlet, and the Scarlet is the great Those are those great interfaces with the great preamps that make you sound awesome. They're giving away, I think it's the 18i8 or the 18i8. It's basically, it's the one that has the four inputs on the front. A high LPR 40 microphone with a PLT boom arm. That's a great setup. The uh, Atom Audio SP5 Studio headphones. The Namba Gear Little Namba Remix Backpack. An hour of coaching from the one and only Harry Duran from Podcast Junkies and the founder of Fullcast, a design session, and a $500 store credit from Automute. These are the people that take your logo and turn it into sound baffling. How cool is that? A $95 store credit with Hindenburg, which is what I'm recording into right now. And a 50% off Squadcast annual plan. That's what I use to record my interviews. And a discount on podcast hosting. All you need to do is send in a little video, a little audio, and that could be yours. And think about it. That's not that hard to do, but not everybody's going to do that. Well, look, we're all sequestered at this point. We're all home. You've got time to do this. Wouldn't you love to have all that gear? You would sound phenomenal. I'm actually going to be using a focus right today as I walk around my house and we play with different things. So thank you focus right for sponsoring the school of podcasting of links to everything. I just mentioned out at school of podcasting.com slash seven one five. I was making radio shows for fun. If, if everybody does it, everybody I know, does, shut up. So what is bad audio? Well, this is probably pretty bad audio. I right now am recording with my camera on my webcam, which is basically an arm length away. But what I want to do today, in addition to just having a room like this, is I want to bring in my friend Sparky, my portable space heater. And so to keep this consistent, Sparky is 
almost touching my right ankle. And as you might imagine, this is probably pretty horrible audio. And the idea here, my definition of bad audio is when the condition of the audio is so prominent that it distracts you from the actual content. It distracts you from what's being said and instead of paying attention to my words you're just thinking holy cow is there a plane in the background or what's going on? So the next audio I want to use is I'm going to fire up my laptop and record using the built-in laptop microphone. So I'm using an IBM ThinkPad. A, uh, it's a couple years old nothing too shabby and I'm looking at my recording levels they're fine I'm not peaking uh, Sparky the heater is uh, right underneath the laptop here underneath the desk and you'll probably agree that this is not great audio I'm about again um, if you go hanging loose you know the hanging loose hand symbol with your thumb and your pinky I'm kind of two hanging looses away from the laptop I'm fairly close Maybe an elbow. Nah, I gotta lean in to do that. But you get the idea. I'm I'm probably two to three feet away from the laptop. If I scoot up just a pinch, um, I'm I'm now about a foot and a half away. So if I was leaning over the laptop, uh, this is uh, what I would sound like. All right, and this is me holding my phone up to my ear and using the voice memo on my iPhone seven, eight, something like that. Sitting right next to Sparky, who I really need to turn off because my feet are getting very hot. And I know what you're saying. This is still me on my phone. Dave, turn off Sparky. Uh, I'm not going to be using that. So the phone microphone is actually not horrible and probably better than the microphone on the laptop because your mouth is closer to the actual mic in the phone. All right, so now I've gone back to a Samson Q2U, but... I'm in a different room. I'm in the bathroom. And my bathroom, if I put my arms all the way across, I'm part orangutan. I have very long arms, and you'll never beat me in ping pong. But it's, it's really, really tight, and it resonates. Uh, I was in here earlier with a Blue Yeti, which I'll be playing here in a second. And so where you are can make a difference. So just to prove this, Besides the fact that there's a toilet in the... Actually, now that the toilet's done making its noise, this is me, and if I if I get further away from my microphone, but I still talk loud, there's a lot of room noise. Now, that room noise may or may not be distracting, but what I'm going to do now, as I give you the tour of the Casa de Jackson here, uh, I'm now walking into the bedroom where all the magic happens. Right. And uh, one of the things you can do is if you're worried, now right now I don't think I sound that bad, but since I have a bunch of blankets here, I'm going to turn the volume up on my microphone so I can hear the difference. And this is me uh, talking into a room with a bunch of blankets in front of me, but now this is me talking under the blankets. So you could do this in a hotel, you could put a bunch of pillows around, but right now my head is completely under a bunch of blankets and it's also going behind me. So I'm basically, I made myself a little tent and I'm talking into a Samson Q2U. Now the blanket is away from me and we're going to go into one of the best places 
you can record, he said, trying not to trip on all the cords that are coming along with me and my laptop. And yes, Dave Jackson is in the closet. It's really quiet in here. Like, I almost think, wow, I should move my studio in here because I have nothing, <laughs> nothing but podcast shirts in here and sweaters and uh, a couple old pieces of musical equipment. But it's great for absorbing the sound. And again, it's the exact same microphone. I haven't changed much. So if you're looking for a quiet place to record, closets are the best, especially right now if you have children and you can put a locking doorknob on your closet you're in great shape. So where you record, what you record with, what microphone, how you use the microphone. And by the way, the Samsung Q2U now has a windscreen on it. But no talk of bad audio would be complete without a Blue Yeti. All righty. Well, I am in probably the worst place. Let's do this. All right. I'm in the worst place you can record, which is the bathroom. And I have the Blue Yeti set at the worst setting almost you could have, which is where it picks up in every direction. If I were to do this, ooh, now I'm, uh, once it figures it out, I'm over here and now I'm over there. And it sounds like a really bad Jimi Hendrix uh, song where it just keeps whooshing and washing back in the uh, different things. So that's not great. And if I do this, it picks up in every direction. My mouth is about three fingers away. Let me turn down the gain a little bit. I'm peeking. So I'm about three fingers away from the microphone, but the best setting you want on this is this one where it doesn't pick up from the back. I'm talking in the back of the microphone. I'm talking at the top of the microphone, which a lot of people love to do, but now I'm talking right in the front, and I have the Blue Yogo, the Blue Yogo. The Blue sounds like a band from the 60s. Ladies and gentlemen, the Blue Yogo, the Blue Logo pointed at the corner of my mouth, I'm talking across it, but I'm in the bathroom. I don't know if you hear that extra noise. And again, depending on your ears, that may or may not bug you. So let's go back to the horrible setting. All right, so this picks up in every direction there is, and you'll pick up everything, even that noise. So what I'm going to do, I'm now under a bunch of blankets. The Blue Yeti is sitting on my bed, and I am completely submerged under blankets. Now, the good news is this cuts out a lot of sound. The bad news is, short of having Sparky sitting right next to me, uh, this gets very hot very quickly, and you look a little stupid, if you care. So, what I'm going to do then is I'm going to now pull the blankets back. I'm now in my bedroom. All right, so I am, uh, I have, I'm now in the closet with the Blue Yeti. See how the room makes a difference? And I'm in a walk-in closet with the door closed. And so this is with the worst setting on the Yeti. Now let me put it back to the best setting on the Yeti, where I'm now just talking in the front. And so this proves that I still don't recommend this microphone. Why? Because to buy a pop filter for this is more expensive than a traditional pop filter. To buy a stand for this, uh, because it weighs more, costs more money, and it's just not, it, as you can see, it kind of picks up everything. So I'm holding the little stand that comes with it. And so the, uh, the thing that I hear a lot, but you can hear I'm now in my, my bedroom. So if you're looking for a place to get away from the kids, a quiet place, all the clothes in here absorb all the extra boominess that we had in the bathroom. 
And I'm now going to open up my closet door. I'm going to grab my laptop. And we're going to go back to... Ow, that hurt. I just had a music stand take out my ankle. That felt great. Is I'm going to go back to my office. And I'm setting down my laptop. And I'm going to put the Blue Yeti on a desk. And this is how most people use it. It's about, again, a hang tough, uh, hang loose kind of setting away. And if somebody taps on the desk, you're in for a world of hurt. So, or if they're clicking a pen, you know, it really picks this up. Where if it was a Samsung Q2U, maybe not so much. So, so Dave, are you saying that we should all go buy Blue Yetis? No, I'm back to a Samson Q2U in the closet. So if you can get in the closet or the car, the car is another great place to record. And there's no processing on these. All these are going directly into Hindenburg. I'm not throwing any kind of uh, processing on it. Otherwise, it would sound like, well, my RE320, which is going into the Roadcaster Pro, which is then going through, I think it ships omni-channel from Waze. But uh, if you're looking for an easy way to improve your sound, it might be just changing different rooms. It might be putting your head underneath a blanket. It might be having the proper settings on your microphone and some proper mic technique. But I think we all know bad sound when we hear it. And it's a matter of, in some cases, getting somebody else to listen to it and realize that sometimes some people might say, hey, you know, I think that bit you did with the phone really wasn't as, that bad. I think we all can agree the, the webcam audio was pretty horrible. And we can all agree that we should probably leave off any kind of air conditioning or heating in the background. And when you can, keep the kids downstairs, upstairs, somewhere and uh, maybe we just all need to go hide in the closet. And I'm back on my regular setup. And the one thing you want to know is, yeah, they make some really incredible tools, but really bad audio is going to be, you know, you can't polish a turd, as the old saying goes. And here is the sound from my camera that's gone through all phonic. The condition of the audio is so prominent. And I'm going to stop it there. Alphonic is great. You just kind of run it through and it does its thing or and it's either great or it's like, well, okay. So what I did is I used Alphonic, I used Audition, I used Audacity, and I used RX-7. And what I did is I told myself, you have a maximum of four minutes to play with this. So I could have tweaked and tweaked and tweaked, but I'm like, here's just that. So here's me using Audacity to remove the noise. The condition of the audio is so prominent that was audacity here's adobe the condition of the audio is so prominent adobe did a great job of removing the noise but it made it sound like i was in the bathroom here is rx7 which is a very expensive program the condition of the audio is so prominent that it distracts you from the actual content. It distracts you from what's being said. And if we go back to the original. The condition of the audio is so prominent. So keep in mind that if you have a guest who has horrible audio, there are options. But on the other hand, there are going to be people in the audience that go, yeah, that sounded awful. Because anytime you're removing noise, you're probably removing part of the person's voice 
that kind of makes them sound like they're underwater. Like I said, Adobe made it sound like they were in a big room that I then had to go and apply Adobe's D verb. And so the best thing to do is just get good audio. Now, one of the ways you may think, and I've actually done this, one of the things you think you might need is, and they come with all sorts of different names, but it looks like a shield that you put up and it covers the information behind the microphone. I've even seen these boxes filled with foam that you stick the microphone in. And I bought one. It was like 98 bucks. It was this metal thing and it had all sorts of acoustic foam over it. There's only one problem to that. As I talk right now, I'm going into a microphone. Then my voice goes right into two giant big pieces of glass that are my monitors. It bounces off those. And if it misses those, it goes to another wall. This The spare bedroom I'm in is fairly small. They bounce off that wall and then go and hit the wall behind me. Now, lucky me, I have another big giant piece of glass, a big giant screen TV. And then what does it do? It goes back into my microphone. And I've watched multiple reviews of these online. This different, uh, it's almost like a portable uh, booth kind of thing. All you do is put this around your microphone and it's saved. And it's kind of like saying, hey, people keep punching me in the face. And people go, here, uh, here's a device. Uh, Put it on your knees. And you're like, wait, what? Yeah, I keep getting hit in the face. And they go, oh, here, put this around your belly. It's not going to really solve the problem. Now, does it somehow help a little bit? Maybe. And it cuts down a little bit, but it's not really. The problem is the sound that is going back into your microphone. And the sound that's going into your microphone is not coming from the back of the microphone. It's coming from the front. And so as I record this right now, I hear a little bit of room noise going into this microphone. And can I... Can I let you in on something? I've been doing this 15. I've never had a single person go, hey, Dave, man, your audio is crap. And that's going back all the way to, I remember once I've had uh, one person do the opposite. When I first started, you heard a little sparky at the beginning of this. I used to obsess over the sound of the fan in my computer. And I, I would try a noise gate and I'll show you what a noise gate is here in a second. But I'm just here to say those little reflection things don't work. And I was obsessing over the sound of my computer. And finally, a listener said, Dave, I can't hear what you're talking about. That's what you have to realize. These are being heard in earbuds and in car speakers. And probably, you know, occasionally some other sort of smart speaker or something like that. But primarily, that's where most people listen. And that kind of fidelity the little bit of room noise is completely getting lost. In fact, when we listen to the phone and the camera and the Blue Yeti, there some of you are going to go, I don't know, I didn't think any of those sounded bad, except the one from the camera. That was pretty awful. And that's my whole point. And I've been saying this for many, many moons. It's not the tech. You just don't want your audio to be distracting. And there, there is a level... When you get enough room noise, and it really just boils down to getting close to the microphone, 
recording at a decent level, somewhere between minus six and minus 12. Do not go over zero. Don't have plosives. And I think you're going to be good to go. You can always fix everything with a little EQ. And that's probably what we'll talk about here a little later. As I record this, the whole world is kind of quarantined because of a pandemic and we're home with our kids, which means you might have a baby gate somewhere in your house and it's keeping the little ones out from the office so you can get some work done. And so if the baby eventually gets strong enough, it can break through. And that is kind of what a noise gate is. A noise gate says, look, anything that is this level or less cannot get through to the microphone. But if it's this loud, which would be the volume of your voice, then it can get through. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go back to that horrible thing with the microphone and I'm going to then play, put a noise gate on it so you can hear it without it. So here it is in its normal state. This is probably pretty bad audio. I right now am recording with my camera. This is probably pretty bad audio. I right now am recording with my camera on my webcam, which is basically an arm length away. But what I want to do today, in addition to just having a room like and that's a pretty bad noise gate if i do say so myself because you can hear where it's starting to cut off a little bit of the words now we didn't have that in the background and that's in some cases where if you put a noise gate on something and you get a little too aggressive it then again distracts you because you're like well that's weird why does the person keep with these weird words in some cases better just to leave it in and this is where you just have to vote with your ears now i also mentioned eq EQ is short for equalization, and I've spoken with two different actual audio engineers about this subject, one being Chris Curran of PodcastEngineeringSchool.com and Danny Osmet of Emerald City Productions. Both those guys make things sound just like butter for your ears, and we're going to talk about four frequencies. Now, we're not going to completely nerd out on this, but just realize the smaller the number, the bassier the sound. So 100 hertz, you can kind of add a little bit of this, and it will add a little warmth to your sound. 300 hertz is basically, there's nothing in the human voice that is important there, and you can kind of actually pull that out almost. When we get to 2,000 hertz, this is where nasality occurs. So if you think you sound a little too nasal, you can pull down the 2 kilohertz or 2,000 hertz, take your pick, It's the same number, uh, and that will actually make yourself sound a little less nasal. And then around the 5,000 hertz or 5 kilohertz, that's where the presence and the clarity and the diction and boosting that a little bit can make your recording sound a little less dull. The senior director of audio engineering at NPR said they roll off the real low stuff. So anything below 250, remember, the lower the number, the basier it is. Anything below 250, they roll that off because it's just going to make your car rumble. There's nothing there. And realize that this is 99% of the time we're just talking about the human voice. There was an article on Behind the Mixer. said some people suggest rolling off everything below 150 hertz. While that might be a good place to start, as always with all this stuff, let your ears kind of just be the, the guide here. 
Another thing for engineers or really anybody at a station to do is to go into the studio, turn the microphone on, crank it to 11, don't talk so you don't blow your ears out, and listen to the sound of all the fans and all your noise. So if you want to, we we tried the little noise trick earlier. One way to boost that is to record like 10 seconds of nothing. And then you can go in and whatever that hiss, whatever that noise is, you can say, listen to this noise and pull it out. So what I'm going to say here is Mary had a little lamb. Its fleece was white as snow. And now I'm going to take that and boost up the, I'm going to boost 100 hertz. I'm going to pull 300 hertz. I'm going to pull out maybe a little 2000 hertz and boost a little 5000 hertz. And here is again, the before and after. And what you're going to hear is the original, and then I boosted those frequencies or, or cut them by five decimals, and then I boosted them by five or cut by five again. So you'll hear it getting bassier and treblier or clearer uh, as we go. Is Mary had a little lamb, its fleece was white as snow. Is Mary had a little lamb, its fleece was white as snow. Is Mary had a little lamb, its fleece was white as snow. And so you really kind of start to hear the difference there on the second one where I've really gone. I think I'm doing 10 decibels of plus and minus there. And you can really make things sound in some cases better or in some cases pretty bad by playing with the EQ. And this is again, where you just have to vote with your ears. So a couple things as we start to kind of put a wrap on this whole sounding good notice when I was walking around the room, when I was, uh, changing microphones and changing locations. I was recording myself saying what I was doing this way. When you listen to your files back, you can say, you know what? I think what sounded best was the Q2U in the closet. And then the other thing I've done is as I made these last little examples with the EQ, it said Mary one was the original Mary one plus five DB meaning I boosted those frequencies. And then the next one was uh, Mary uh, 3, 10 dB boost or something like that. So I could look the file name and know what this was. This saves you from doing all this testing and then going, wait, which one was what? Always describe what you're doing when you're recording or make sure your file names make it obvious as to what you are listening to. In case you missed it, it's time for a podcast rewind. I was on episode number 116 of the Childless Not by Choice podcast, where Sevilla Morgan, uh, she says, according to her website, spreading the great news that we can live a joyful, relevant, and fulfilled life, although we didn't have the children we so wanted. Here's a clip. My first marriage, we we spent ourselves into bankruptcy trying to have a kid Mm -hmm. and she had uh, a cyst. So she only had one ovary and then she had endometriosis. So we were trying for months to have a kid and we ended up charging uh, fertility treatments, which is not something I recommend. In Mm -hmm. fact, when I did it, I was like, this is a really bad idea. I go, we can't at this point, you know, if we have a kid, we're not going to be able to afford it. And then 9-11 hit after we charged up all these credit cards mm-hmm. and she got her hours cut and that's all it took because wow. uh, all of a sudden we couldn't pay the bills and we're robbing Peter to pay Paul. So that was one that you just kind of go, okay, uh, you know, and I think the older you get, 
it takes more to really, I guess, shock you or, because yeah. I was just kind of like, when I lost my job the second time, I was like, well, here's one of those fun-filled adventures. Let's see where this goes kind of mm-hmm. thing. And, and that doesn't mean I wasn't worried or scared. I was like, oh, you know, I had a little bit of money in the bank, but not a lot of savings. And I was like, that's going to go real quick here. Mm-hmm. And so I think part of that is, I don't want to call it wisdom, but just the fact that when you've gone through a few of these things, you kind of, uh, you don't quite sweat it as much, I think. I was also on the Sound Off podcast by Matt uh, Kundil. The uh, Sound Off podcast is a series of interviews and discussions about broadcasting, podcasting, and new media. Matt is a 20-year veteran of the radio industry and has worked on the air and as a program director. And now, of course, he is all about the podcasting. Here's a quick clip. We were talking about my di- many different shows, and that led us to the Podcast Rodeo Show. If you've never heard that show of mine, podcastrodeoshow.com. It's where I grab a random podcast and see how long I can hang on. I think my favorite is the guy that uh, he was on Anchor. So he had the Anchor app and he started and hit record, put it on the table while he and his friend were at the mall eating pizza. And it's it doesn't stop there. They then had a good, I don't know, three minute conversation on what they should talk about on the podcast. And I was like, you know, not a bad conversation to have. That's the good news. Uh, the bad news is you usually do that before you press record. Or I'm sorry, after you press record. They had done it before they press record. And uh, maybe the mall, not the most, you know, soundproof place to to record. And I always tell people, just pretend you're Oprah. You get a microphone. You get a microphone. You get a microphone. This whole one microphone for five people around a table is just not going to work. And if you're not following me on Facebook... I had a, I'm just going to put this in here just because I think it's a funny clip. I was looking for a little break from all the coronavirus talk and I found a book. There's a uh, website, Hoopla Digital, that has many audiobooks as well as ebooks for free. It's part of the library. Remember the library kids? Yeah. And uh, so I found this book about storytelling and uh, I hit play and I was doing this on my Facebook page as a Facebook live just to explain what had happened to me and i'm gonna play the audio of that here all right so it's sunday morning not going to church not going anywhere start off the day ride my bike still a little sweaty decide let's let's do some light reading here the science of storytelling i hit play (laughs) looking for an escape and i hit play and i hear this dreamscape presents the Science of Storytelling by Will Storr. Ready? Narrated by James Clamp. Thank you, James. Introduction. We know how this ends. You're going to die. And so will everyone you love. And then there will be heat death. All the change in the universe will cease. The stars will die. And there'll be nothing left of anything but infinite death in void. Human life in all its noise and hubris will be rendered meaningless. For eternity. Oh, but that's not how we live our lives. Oh, there we go. Some light reading for you. Again, the book is called The Science of Storytelling by Will Storr. Oh, uh, I found that quite humorous myself. March 27th, that's this Friday, is the deadline for the question of the month for March. Of course, the question is, if you have a podcast, have you surveyed your audience? And if you have, what did you learn? And if you haven't surveyed your audience why not? Go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash question and don't forget to mention your website. Elizabeth, 
<laughs> Sorry, I didn't hear you come in. I'm listening to a podcast. There are these episodic audio recordings. I'm familiar with the concept of a podcast. Everyone is. Schoolofpodcasting.com is my website. Schoolofpodcasting.com slash 715 is where you'll have links to everything. I mentioned today the Focusrite giveaway, all the links to the shows I appeared on, as well as while you're out there, you can sign up and start your own podcast. Don't forget, use the coupon code LISTENER. That is not in the show notes. The only way somebody uses the coupon code LISTENER is because you heard it in your ears right now. That is not on the website. That's the way I track my return on investment, and I've been doing it for 15 years, so it's working Again, the coupon code LISTENER, and don't forget there's a 30-day money-back guarantee, and that gets you access to all the courses, plus a private Facebook group filled with brilliant podcasting minds that is spam-free, as well as we do live group coaching, which means twice a month we go, really, I think the last one was about two and a half hours where I just answer your questions. But we also have every Thursday lunch with Dave where you can come in. It's like a little baby group coach that you can come in. And of course, you got access to me via email. Schoolofpodcasting.com when you're ready to start your podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. Until next week, take care. God bless. Class is dismissed. Class is dismissed.